Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. How do you get people to get stuff done? Do you ever ask yourself that question? You have a whole bunch of stuff to get done and maybe you need to make it happen in a compressed period of time. You know you need to get it done, but how do you get your team on board handling it with the urgency you are placing on it? The solution is in the answer to the question, how do you motivate people? And uh, sometimes the question is even, how do you motivate yourself? The definition of the verb to motivate is, and this is Mr. Oxford, to provide someone with a motive for doing something. So the example he gives here, or they give here is, he was primarily motivated by the desire for profit. It's also defined here as stimulate someone's interest in or enthusiasm for doing something. I'm going to motivate my kids to study civics. And now a motive Definition of motive is a reason for doing something. Now, that comes from uh, late Middle English, from Old French motif, from late Latin motivus, from movere, to move. Uh, The definition of motivation is a process that initiates, I love the way, this is obviously um, kind of a psych definition. Psych stands for psychiatry or psychology. Motivation is a process that initiates, guides, and maintains goal-oriented behaviors. So now that's, I guess, the the psych version of it. And then in everyday use, the term motivation is frequently used to describe why a person does something. It is a driving force behind human actions. That second definition is not bad at all. It is a driving force behind human action. Now, if you want to get into a lot of psych uh, complexity and nonsense, you can find all kinds of rubbish on the subject of motivation. It'll take you down a pretty confusing and scary rabbit hole. Uh, I just, just took a quick look at it. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. But uh, as is typical with Mr. Hubbard, with his perspective on research, only to discover truth and what works, a workable definition for truth is what works all the time, he was able to bring the subject of motivation down to a simplicity. So you don't have to do all that reading and study on the subject and all the complexities others have added to it. You can heave a great sigh of relief on that one. In fact, Mr. Hubbard came up with a scale of motivation. And uh, that's what we're going to cover in today's episode. Now, the article is from the 11th of November, 1969. The title, Promotion and Motivation. Motivation isn't all that he's covering in the article, but we're, it's a really lengthy one here. But we're only going to uh, cover the subject of motivation itself. All right. And this is something that you can use to motivate people because there's a scale and people are motivated by different things. And you're going to find out that there's a scale. It's not a very complex scale. So he starts out entitling this section. Uh, of this article, money motivation. So clearly money is a motive. You know, people will do things for money. That's pretty obvious. So he says here, the weakest motivation is money. People in businesses that are motivated only by money are wobbly people. So, you know, he's not saying that money has no part in motivation, but he's saying when you're only motivated by money and when individuals are only motivated by money, and if businesses are only or groups are only motivated by money, they're going to be wobbly. They're not going to be reliable. They're not going to be entirely trustworthy. 
It's the lowest form of motivation. And uh, Mr. Hubbard will go into that in more detail in a minute here. But you know this instinctively. I'm pretty sure you do because most members, when they're interviewing employees, if the employee first, if the prospective employee's first question is, well, what's the, what's the pay like? Right there, that's a turnoff to anybody who's trying to hire somebody because it's clearly the person is expressing that their motivation is purely money. How much am I going to get paid? And you instinctively kind of back away from that. You're like, okay, you might answer the question. You might still hire the guy, but you now know where that person is at in terms of what is going to motivate them, what is going to put them into motion, what is going to actually get them to do things. It's money. So he says, uh, he says a primary cause of failure is money motivation. If it's only money motivation and that's all you're operating on, you can expect failure ultimately, right? So he says now the scale of motivation from the highest to the lowest is duty, D-U-T-Y, duty, highest, Then below that, personal conviction. And below that, personal gain. And below that, money. This is a very easy scale to remember. Money is the lowest. There's only four things. The person is going to be motivated by one of these four things. If they're going to do something, they're going to get moving on something, in other words. They're going to execute something. They're going to heave ho with you. They're going to pull on that rope with you and the rest of the team. Their motivation is going to be one of these four things. Now, he goes into, we're going to go into these in a lot of detail, but we may as well, as we already started talking about it, let's just wrap up the subject of money because he goes right into that now. He says, uh, this is Mr. Hubbard, money is important in the world, but it is a grease on the machinery, not the motors. In a society which has lost its patriotism and pride, money will be found as a primary motivation. So you're dealing with the world at large today. You can largely expect that the more and more as society continues to decay, unfortunately, we're going to change that picture, you know, through WISE and through, you know, the various groups around that are trying to make a difference. We will unite and we will get society going back up the spiral. You can be sure of that. And uh, all the help that you want to give us and, and, and each other to make that happen would be greatly, greatly appreciated. But the, the, the bottom line is, You're looking at a pretty decadent society. You're looking at a society and a civilization that's on its way out. And therefore, you're going to run into more and more individuals who are only motivated by the lowest form of motivation, money, because it's lost its patriotism and its pride. Where How often do you see a worker now taking great pride in the execution of a job well done? It's becoming a rarity. It's becoming one of those things you just kind of go, wow, look here, here, this guy, he's one of my... uh, workers and he just, you know, built a beautiful uh, cabinet or he just put up a wall or he just painted uh, a room and look at the pride he's taking in that. He said, hey, boss, you got to take a look at this, you know, or, you know, when you come in, you go, wow, what a great job. And you can see the guy just beaming, you know, or, or a receptionist getting validated because she takes great pride or he gets, takes great pride in executing their job well. And and they're popular and, and people, the calls stream in, the flows come in. Don't think that a person like that uh, who takes pride in their position doesn't make a difference in your organization. They do. But he says here in a society which has lost its patriotism and pride, money will be found as a primary motivation. True. One is in trouble without money. And it is a crime in the eyes of the society to be without money. But one also needs dirt to stand on. And yet dirt cannot be said to be the primary motivation for living. L. Ron Hubbard. 
Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with seeking proper exchange and uh, seeking money or wealth. It's when it's your only motivation, then you're, or you or whomever is on the lower end of that scale. Okay. So then he says, so money is a tool. Mr. Robert says, so money is a tool, a gas tank. It is a means of getting something done. It is no valid end in itself. It is no valid end in itself. He goes on to say, thus an organization motivated only by money will eventually fail, for it depends more on the goodwill and personal conviction. Now remember, personal conviction is below duty of the public than it does on cash. You know, think about it. Think about a, you know, a, a car lot where the guys are all there motivated by cash, by money. That's what they're motivated by. But the public coming in, they're motivated by something else. Maybe they're motivated by personal gain, which is this next one up, right? Or they're motivated by personal conviction. You know, they, they have a passion for automobiles or they have a passion for, uh, you know, a certain kind of car or what have you. And the guy that they're dealing with is only, and they're counting on the goodwill. They're counting on the ethic level and the moral uh, duty factor that might exist within that, that group, that salesperson. But that organization is only motivated by money. It's going to fail. Just chalk it up. Sooner or later, it's going to come a cropper, which means failed. Okay, so he goes on to say, an organization must flow out service, help, wisdom, useful data. These strengthen personal conviction and result in personal gain for the public. So an organization that is motivated more by personal conviction or personal, even personal gain, which is higher than money. I mean, we all want to win. We want, the, we want our friends to win. We want to win. Personal gain is a, is a valid form of motivation, you know, more time off, more freedom, you know, it's something that they can see for themselves. You can motivate people by that. You can say, look, you know, we're, we're trying to get this target done of selling X thousands of pounds of potatoes or whatever, if you've got a potato farm. And, uh, you know, you're all getting paid for this. That's, that's money. But if you say, you know, well, look, if, if we do this, then, uh, of course, uh, we all feel better about things. And, uh, you know, of course, we're, we're getting paid. And, be, and that's how we all sort of survive is because we're productive. And then uh, we set a great example for, for everybody else. It, it makes us uh, kind of a symbol for those guys, and they become more and more convinced that they can operate and survive better because we're surviving better. So everybody wins. So personal gain is a step up from money. You know, if we do this, then everybody gets their potatoes on time and they can all have their French fries and they can all, you know, feed their families and everybody wins and we have a better world and we all gain from that. You know, you can, you can bring it up a notch from cash to personal gain. But now you go up to the next level here, which is personal conviction. Now, that's a very interesting concept. And you're lucky. You're very, very lucky to interview people or have employees or have group members that have an element of personal conviction within them. And if they do, by Jove, cultivate it, you know, strengthen it. You know, well, why, why do you want to work here? Because I love aesthetics. I love art. You know, I, you have a marketing company. I've, I've taken a look at you know, the kinds of things that you produce, the advertising you do and the video uh, videos that you produce. And I really like the style of the people in this company. I like, I like the way 
you know, the way that your creativity is channeled really parallels my own. And uh, I would really like to work here. Okay, good. Well, you know, and then uh, what about the pay? You interested in the pay? Oh, pay? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. What is the pay, by the way? You know, that you're talking to somebody who's now got personal conviction. Now, if you look at the word conviction, conviction is a fixed or firm belief. And it comes from uh, late Latin conviction, conviction, I don't know, my Latin's not that great these days, which comes from, of course, uh, convictio, proof, from convict, prove or declare guilty of an offense, especially after a legal trial. Okay, so that's convict. Look at the derivation. Uh, Middle English, convictin, from Latin convictus, con, with, together, plus vic, to overcome. Hmm. So you got this definition of uh, convict, as in proved to be guilty, but you also have, you know, overcome together, conviction. We have a great conviction. Conviction aligns closely with purpose. And, of course, you're going to find a great deal of personal conviction and somebody who's motivated by a purpose or their basic purpose. If you want to know more about basic purpose, go to volume one of Business Wise, episode number 50. We did that one on uh, halfway through uh, our first 100 episodes. We thought we would celebrate that one, and it's kind of a special episode. And in there, uh, if you feel you're, you have an absence of purpose in your life in any way, shape, or form, or you don't really know what your basic purpose is, uh, listening to episode 50 of Volume 1 will probably help in that regard. But all we're trying to say here in this episode is personal conviction is something you are definitely looking for and and try to recruit into your team and you better have it you know if you're not passionate about donuts don't start a donut factory your motivation is going to be weak you're being motivated only by personal gain you're only being motivated by cash this is one of the things i caution my members against when they call me up and say you know i have this great opportunity to go work with joe or or do this or do that or somebody's presenting me this uh, idea of a business and it sounds like it could make us a lot of money and so on I, and I'm always asking them, I say, well, does that align with your purpose? Because if it doesn't, I wouldn't do it. Because what's going to motivate you to keep going with this thing? What's going to motivate you, you? Whatever you're engaging in, you're now going to spend most of your waking hours with that. If, that if, you're not, if you don't have a personal conviction, a, a belief, you know, a firm belief in what you are doing, then I wouldn't do it just for money. Or for personal gain, you know, I, I mean, yeah, sometimes we have to resort to doing things that don't necessarily, we're not personally convicted on, be, uh, you know, we don't have a personal conviction uh, with regards to, I mean, I've done many things as we all have in our lives out of necessity for money or for some kind of personal gain to feed our families and so forth. I remember selling door to door when I started, you know, my first wise consulting company, I I wasn't making any money. I didn't even have a clue what I was doing. And so, you know, on the weekends, I'd go out and sell door to door. I'd have to leave my, you know, my wife and my son uh, for the weekends and go and work uh, doing door to door sales. Hi there. Who wants to do that? Well, some people do. Some might have a personal conviction for that. I did not, but I got pretty good at it and I had to do it because, uh, and I got a lot of benefit from it. Actually ended up training a whole bunch of door to door salesmen on the weekends in the end. But it was just interesting because um, there was no real personal conviction in that. It was motivated by personal gain. But my consulting company, you better believe I had personal conviction in that. You know, it very much aligned with my purposes. 
And, uh, and so I went through hell and high water to make a career in that regard. So very, very much something you're going to look at with regards to the people that you bring on your team, but also very important to look at with regards to yourself. Okay, now let's take a look at the highest level of motivation, which is duty. All right, now first let's define it. So uh, this is just, you know, out of Oxford. It's defined as a moral or legal obligation, a responsibility. It is my duty to uphold the law, done from a sense of moral obligation rather than for pleasure. Duty. It's also defined as a task or action that someone is required to perform, the queen's official duties. So duty doesn't necessarily line up with personal conviction. It'd be awesome if it did. But I don't know. You know, when soldiers head off to war to defend their country or to defend uh, the values of their culture, their country, I don't think it's a personal conviction that they want to go and slaughter other people. Uh, now, for some, it is. You know, maybe they have a personal conviction on that, and that's fine. And, uh, and it lines up with duty. Or maybe they have no sense of duty at all, but they go out of personal conviction, or they go out of personal gain, or there's all kinds of reasons one could go to war. But the highest level of motivation would be you're doing it because it's your duty to do it. And you're, you're setting aside your personal convictions, perhaps, for the good of all, because it's your responsibility. You want your family to survive. You want everybody else's families to survive. You want to keep the values and the culture that you hold dear. And you are an able-bodied uh, young person, and you know you could learn and you could be effective. Then it is your duty to go do it. You know, it would be what what kind of scar would that leave on your beingness to turn away from something that you know it is your duty to do. And it comes from uh, late Middle English from Anglo-Norman duet, Old French du, D-E-U. We look at du, D-U-E, which it's same source. That comes from uh, Middle English in the sense of payable from Old French de, owed, based on Latin debitus, owed, from debere, owe. It's something you owe. It's my duty. I'm able, I'm capable, I'm responsible, and um, something important is at stake. And so personal conviction may even be set aside now for that higher level on the scale of motivation, which is duty. You know, sometimes, you know, we ask people to do stuff and he says, well, you know, what do you say? You want to, you want to help? You want to get involved? Uh, not really. Well, why not? I don't really want to. It, it doesn't align with my purpose. Well, all right. I'm not asking if you want to. I'm not asking if it aligns with your purpose. I'm saying it's our duty because if we don't do this, we're going to lose the ship, you know? So is it your duty or isn't it? Mm, no. Well, that person is not at that level on the scale of motivation, but maybe they're lined up with personal conviction. You can get them to line it up based on personal conviction. Well, you know, you want to be famous, don't you? Yeah, I do. I, I you know, I'm an actor and I want to be, well, look, if you line up with us here, you know, we'll get you all involved here and we'll put you in all the plays and all the videos and it'll get a much greater profile for you and uh, you can forward your career and help us out at the same time. Oh, maybe I'll do that. See, now you're appealing at a different level. You're more at their level of motivation or personal gain. You say, look, you know, you raise your profile, you'll attract more attention, you'll probably attract more money. I think I read, I think I read something from Mr. Hubbard on that. So why don't you get involved with, with this and, and raise your profile and attract a bunch of pro-survival attention? You'll probably get rich. 
That would be scaling it down to money now, you know, or we'll pay you. You do this and we'll give you a car, you know. <laughs> you, if you keep hitting the scale, you know, you can drop it down. You'll find a level that's going to get people operating. Uh, I, I know a group which will do almost anything for pizza, you know. You talk, start talking about pizza, man, they get into action like you've never seen anything go into action, you know, a group like that. And, uh, you know, to be honest, this group has a strength of a personal conviction and duty as well. But you throw a little personal gain in there, some fun and some pleasure, you know, and that, that just all that does is strengthen up that sense of duty. Duty doesn't have to be dry and harsh and no fun at all, at all. That's not a requirement of duty. Duty is you're doing something because morally you should. And it's it's your responsibility. You see, you know, look, I'm I'm an able-bodied individual. I'm a dead shot with a rifle. You need me as a sniper. You know, yeah, I'd like to be back here as a medic. You know, actually medics probably risk their neck more than uh, snipers do. But anyway, you get the idea. Where can you use me? Uh, this is what I love. You, you, you bring a, somebody on board and they say, well, what would you like to do? Well, where would I be the most useful? Now, that's a person talking who has a sense of duty. You know, these are the little giveaways. You know, well, I only want to do this or I only want to do that. And I better get well paid for it. You're now plotting them on the scale. It doesn't mean you can't get them to do stuff. You can, but you better find their level on the scale. And if you want to just lard up your organization with people that are only motivated by money, good luck. It's not my idea of a good time. Uh, you're probably going to be working uh, best with people in uh, the personal conviction band. Duty is getting scarcer and scarcer. But boy, you find someone who's motivated by duty. There's sort of an aura around people like that. There's, there's a beingness uh, that relates with people like that. There's a clean space around people like that. It's, it's really extraordinary. And um, I think you'll find, you know, if you ever do operate out of that scale, and maybe many of you do, I don't know. But uh, if you do, you will experience something pretty extraordinary. It's kind of a wild sort of freeing, uh, you know, you'd think duty would be more binding, you know, but it isn't. It actually, it's actually freeing. And to be motivated by duty as your senior motivation, well, it does a lot for your beingness for one thing, but it also just in terms of your own personal peace and sense of honor, uh, there's nothing quite like it. All right. Well, anyway, I hope this uh, is helpful to you and uh, you can use it certainly to help to motivate people around you to do stuff, uh, get stuff done. And uh, maybe it'll even help you to get better motivated to do stuff you need to do. But in any case, uh, let us know how you enjoyed this episode. Please uh, give us a like if you liked it. Uh, leave comments. I, you know, we all love reading those comments, so please do uh, make comments or write us at info at wiseeastus.org uh, how you enjoyed today's episode. And uh, we will talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening.